Order in the court, order in the court, order in the order in the order in the court. It's what's the verdict? Order, order. With Nick and Jess. Call your next witness. It's what's the verdict where the tits are good and the tats are bad and the tangents are inevitable. Overruled. Yeah. You're listening to What's the Verdict? With your hosts. Nick Wright. With your hosts. <laughs> I feel like um the, do, actually now I'm <laughs> every time Ira we talk about something <laughs> every time we talk about something I have deja vu that we've already talked about on the podcast but do we talk about when there's like a local radio show and the girl's name is like always Allie or something and she's always like did you guys see this this weekend like I don't think we have I feel like the closest we've gotten to talking about any radio personality is brew oh my god brew <laughs> I feel like I sound like brew right now you do kind of sound like brew, right brew now. on the radio oh he was on I the was... circle we talked about that did we we did talk about him on the circle but I crazy ira and the douche is really what... the energy we can't <laughs> wait so who wait who is crazy ira and the douche that's actually? from parks and rec the oh. crazy radio show that nick kroll hosts where they're like crazy oh. ira and the douche and their names exactly. are both like malcolm or something far off from it <laughs> radio is so funny it is it's and like, I guess what is podcasting but an extension of radio? Podcasting is radio, which means it's hilarious. So I guess we're funny. We're funny. You know, there's always that girl that's like, "Did you guys see this one this weekend? Harry Styles and Olivia Munn were out together. Yeah. What do we think? What do we think? Yeah. That's literally. That's just. I just said what we do. Like. Yes. Everyone- <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying, I was like, oh, fuck, that's our podcast. Right. I was about to be like, watch Mojo's top 10 Harry Styles songs. So, I'm like, isn't it so stupid when people talk about celebrities on yeah. a microphone? Yep. God, it's I like hate a that girl shit. and a guy. Yeah, it would be worse if they had opinions about it. Yeah. Um, This is the podcast, What's the Verdict, by the way. It's about having opinions or not. And I'm Nick. And I'm the douche, Jess. <laughs> exactly. Wow, this is radio. This is. But there's Whoa. no songs, and songs are the good part of radio. We'll sing something at some point. <laughs> <laughs> we will, we will. Uh, we do start off an episode with something dramatic, which I've heard yeah. that you have something. Oh, I do. I kicked a Diet Coke addiction years ago, and mm. I, I'd seen enough people with Diet Coke around me lately, but like not sharing. That, I'm not sharing. <laughs> right? That I went grocery shopping. And because I had the power of the cart and the power of being by myself, I, I saw a case of Diet Coke sitting at the end cap. And I was like, oh, why don't I just get it? It's nice to have for the summer. It's good to mix my drinks with, blah, blah, blah. And I've had a Diet Coke every day ever since. <gasps> ever since? When was that? This has been about, well, I went through a 12er and I just <laughs> I just crushed two more. You just re-upped. So 14 days, two weeks. <laughs> 14 days wow that um how do you feel i feel unsafe i feel like i'm teetering on unsafe territory where i might not go back like i I quit cold turkey because ultimately my mother was the one in control of the grocery shopping and Mm. she just was like soda's bad for your teeth it's bad for your health we're cutting it from the diet it wasn't even like a lent situation i just i did a lent situation and that's how you quit yeah. See, every year it would be my 
Lent situation, but mm. I wouldn't do it. But yeah, I don't know. I feel... Is alcohol or soda worse? Is that a trick question? I feel like it is a trick question because the answer is carbonation. Wait, is carbonation what's bad for your teeth? It is. It's what like kind of wears down the oh, I thought it was whatever like the it is, sugar. Or the and then all that's left is the enamel on your teeth. So even like seltzer water? Yeah. That's what my my mother also says to me now, but Wow, Gagatandra. Like I can't I don't wanna equate the experience to addiction, but it is unfortunately like I feel like a withdrawal. I'm like, I could go for a Diet Coke today. And I'm like, this is bad because it takes two weeks to form a habit. Here we are two weeks later. Here we are. I am hoping I can break it. I think I'm going to cut myself off after this 12-er. Or I'll make yeah, it last for a really like long time. maybe not every day. Yeah. Yeah. Is that your caffeine source too? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. It's like a coffee in the morning, a Diet Coke with lunch. Maybe oh, a Diet Coke later for Diet drink. Coke. Yeah. I know, right? And it's like in terms of the hierarchy of Coke, Diet Coke is the elite one. I, I do the love McDonald's Coke Zero. One. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, I haven't had a Coke Zero in so long. I love Coke Zero. It's like syrupy, but it's got all the qualities of a diet that you love. Or it's like it's not bad think, for you. Yeah, it's zero. I don't think people talk enough about Dr. Pepper. I just like... Oh, I love Dr. Pepper. I love... I don't know why P- Dr. Pepper doesn't have the hype that yeah. like Diet Coke has when people are like, I am nanking all the time. Dr. Pepper Hive Rise, honestly. It's so good. Yeah, it's it so is really good. It's so different. She's spicy. It's literally she's a spicy, spicy she's Coke. sweet. Yes. She's got how many flavors? 40, 40 something. Oh my God. That's funny. Right? I didn't know that. Well, you learned something. The thing about radio is that it's also educational. Education. <laughs> no, it says on the bottle like Dr. Pepper's 43 flavors or something. Ooh. Wow. Which are there even that many flavors around? What's crazy is like when you think about it, cola is a manufactured flavor. Like what is yeah. what is it actually? Have you tried the, like? the healthy Coke? I mean the TikTok trend oh no the balsamic one jail yeah. <laughs> the thing about that one is they're like any seltzer will work with yeah. a tablespoon and a half of balsamic vinegar i'm like any seltzer i'm like okay let me get my pink lemonade polar. yeah oh my god i just saw a peach plum liqueur the other oh, day in target yeah. imagine putting peach plum liqueur wait with- i think i need to correct you i think i need to issue a correction issue because it. i've made the same mistake when i first saw that flavor of LaCroix, but it's beach plum. <laughs> Isn't that a gag? <laughs> Why would they do that? But is there peach in there? Or is it just no, a beach? No, it's just plum. It's that, beach plum. That's, that's tricky because I would have grabbed it if it was peach plum. To be and honest. who eats a plum at the beach? Not I, I actually probably did when I was younger. We're I would. always bringing plums and peaches to the I beach. I love but plums. Me too. It's always hell? peach. It's never plum. So I guess I'm happy for plum that she gets to shine in this moment. But uh-huh. I'm not going to lie that when I say the peach was kind of the draw of the liqueur for me. But will I now be mixing it with balsamic beach. vinegar? Absolutely not. Wait, that could be good. Plum, balsamic plum. Uh, mm, maybe, no. Maybe. I don't want to drink balsamic sparkling. No, thank you. I, I enjoy my balsamic on a salad with some oil. Maybe in a yeah. glaze. That's about it. I love it. a glaze. Lo- you know I love a fig glaze. I think I've titted it once. You have. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. And I simply will never try it. I am thankful for the TikTok warriors who have tried it and have told me not to. I have had like a digestive healthy cola like made from plant material. And it's pretty good. 
It still okay. tastes like a cola. I mean, it's not Coke. It's not Diet Coke. Yeah, My it's eyes made just from switched. plant materials. <laughs> it's like, it's not Sugar. Diet Coke. <laughs> uh, Sugar is made from plant materials. You're not wrong, bestie. Wake up, sheeple. Education. You know, you know what's made from pl- plant materials? Paper. Cannabis. Say that again. Say that. Cannabis. Cannabis. Crazy yeah. Ira. <laughs> uh, you know what's also super dramatic? Hit me. It is the night of night wow. today. I don't want to give away. We keep doing that time thing on the podcast where it's a different time every time we record the podcast. But tonight is the Jimmy Awards. And I just, mm-hmm. for, of all the events and shows that I posted a, a pic at in this NYC jaunt of my life. I'm hungry and thirsty for a Jimmy Awards Playbill pick. Suddenly my Instagram story feed Playbill lists. Yeah. Because Nick isn't there. He's here with me. And I did check to get tickets last week and they were sold out, which I guess makes sense (sighs) when you're having 50 high schoolers on Broadway and they probably like invite their entire extended family. Yeah. But I need to be on it next year. It's always around my birthday. I want to put out there into the universe that today I texted Nick, and I know a few episodes back, I got absolutely burned at the stake for saying that my tat is Playbill pictures. Mm -hmm. And I just want to put out there that baseball fields also apply to that rule of thumb of how stupid I think that that concept is. So if you're just posting an empty baseball field... This summer, you're part of the problem. And I I woke up to that text and I think I literally know who inspired it. And I'm not going to say, but I we can do a mind meld and you can tell me that I'm correct. But I don't need to go in on this. But a playbook provides information about where you are and what you're doing, which is the purpose of an Instagram story. No, I know a baseball field, they all right. look the same, and I don't know what team is playing. Right, unless I, I have no idea where you are. I have no idea what's going on. Unless I know if you show me which field it is specifically, I'll know, but it's true. I'm the oldest one in the Zoom. I think um, I'm just starting to boo-hoo. get... <laughs> I think I'm starting to get too old for social media, maybe? I don't know. Like, why does it bother me so much? I think maybe I'm just a, a bitch, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want anyone to have fun. I don't know. <laughs> And for those who aren't aware, the Jimmy Awards are the High School Theater Awards of America. It's like Miss... No, is it like Miss America? Yeah, because there's individual competitions in each state. And then I have five-time Cappy Award winner, the Greater Philadelphia version of the Jimmy. Five-time Cappy Award winner. I would know a thing or two about these. Did you audition for the Jimmys? I never did. No. Did you get? Did you get a leading? A leading Um, Cappy? Wait, how does it work? In so in Wisconsin, you had to win. I don't know if this is how it is everywhere. You had to win the leading mm-hmm. award, and then everyone that won the leading award auditioned again to oh, be considered to go Jimmys? to the Jimmys, and then they picked off that audition, not off your performance in the show. Interesting. You know, I never. I don't know if that's how the Philadelphia area cappies worked, but. I was also a, re- a critic, a reviewer. Um, so uh-huh. the way that it worked was you'd go see shows and like you'd have your critics choice for each show. So you'd have to fill out at every show for your choice for lead supporting, featured, all the way down through like technical categories as well. And then on the day of Cappy's voting, you had to go to a high school. It was a very private event. And you have to sit at these guarded computers 
And from your critics' choices where you rated when you were actually at the show, like, 1 through 10 of what you would actually mm-hmm. give those people, you would be given selections based on, like, what you saw to vote for who your nominee for the Cappies would be. And then from there, the people with the most votes would be the winners. But the nominees were, like, the six or so people who had the highest oh, votes. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I never I was the leading contention. You're so, oh, okay. no. Where I was, uh, I was supporting... So only <laughs> I was um wait I can't remember if I was nominated I think I was nominated and didn't win I was nominated for supporting for the first time around for Chicago and lost to Maria from West Side Story oh no support. that's how you know nobody from the GPA cappies the greater Philadelphia area cappies <laughs> was going to Jimmy's you yeah know? <laughs> yeah they couldn't vote for shit one time they tried to argue that Seaweed shouldn't get featured because he had his own song. And I was like, then why is Velma Von Tussel in the featured actress category? Exactly. No Wait, one so read the rules. I don't think, I think ours had like a, I think like all adults picked ours. I don't think there was like oh, student. Interesting. Yeah. Ours was like totally student. I think ours was like professionals in the industry. Uh, yeah. It was like teachers ran the whole shebang and student mm. critics were the ones like, picking the winners technically so that's how you ended up with like maria taking home supporting because anita was better (laughs) yeah 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 i will say that in my production of shrek the musical in high school our fiona went to the jimmies that's huge it was huge it was huge for high school yeah that's a big deal you know who also was from the jimmies renee rap wow look at her now who are some other notable jimmies that's a really great question renee rap is the one that I remember. Who won last year? Mm. Wow, what a year. Andrew Barth Feldman and Renee Rapp wow. won the same year. That's elite. Who else won? No one. Oh, Jalen Josie won mm. in 2014. She was Pearl in SpongeBob the Musical, and she oh. was so good. Mm-hmm. Ava Noblezada was in the Jimmies but didn't win. Oh, interesting. I love high school theater awards. I, I love it so much. It's the most deliciously toxic thing in the whole world. <laughs> it's so funny. Wait, oh my god, wait, so many people. Kyle Seelig won. <gasps> Stephanie Styles was a finalist but did not win. Mm. Ryan McCartan won. Ugh, it's Jimmy's Day, everyone. And they used to release like the full show on YouTube, and now I don't know if they do anymore. I've watched clips. I don't know if I've ever sat through the, the whole Jimmy's. The way that they put the numbers traitor. together are so good. Mm. What ha- everyone, what happens at the Jimmy's is they they do these insanely long medleys, <laughs> and they like pair. It's so funny. They put like two different Fionas in the same number, and then you you wear the costume from your high school. So like one Fiona's in one costume, and one Fiona's in the other costume, oh, and then no. they're like. What if it's low-budget production but high-quality talent? Well, (laughs) the talent wins out. And then they judge you live on the spot. So what are the Jimmy Awards categories? Is it only acting or is it like... It's actor and actress. That's Uh, it. So it's literally just the final of American Idol. But it's nationwide, but nobody else is tuned in until the very end. (laughs) Yeah. I hope we get to watch on YouTube. I do too i i need to get back into it because every time i talk about the cappies there's a sick part of me that just like lights up and i need because it's beautiful because it is beautiful and i can say that because i've earned it 
Yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm totally watching Jimmy compilations tonight. Oh my god, send them over. Well, before we go any for further, for the we have a little podcast news, and that is that we are gonna be taking a little summer vacay because um, we've earned it. <laughs> because we've earned it, we're going on our little break. Yeah, wanted to let you know up front that we will be back. Later in the summer, probably yeah. end of July-ish. We need some weeks off. We're not actually... I mean, are you going on vacay? I'm not actually going on vacay. I'm not actually going on vacay. I'm actually starting a new job. LOL, that's probably actually Lol. something dramatic for me. But Lol I love. start that... Thank you. I start immediately like after July 4th. So I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. I'm going to rack up that PTO. But Gotcha. You're not... I think a little staycation is just as, just as healthy. Sometimes. I want to just like get a hotel room and like go there for a night oh, and just dude, like yeah. be in a hotel. Like a podcast sabbatical. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going on vacay. Don't miss us too much. We'll be back better than ever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we love you. Have we talked about Be Real? We have not talked about Be Real, but I just heard Are about it. Are you on it. Be Real? I'm not you on Be Real. You just heard about it. Okay. I just heard about it. This is, it's I'm brand on it. Gen Z vibes. Of course you're on it. What mm-hmm. is it? Like, I don't understand... Okay, so be real. It's a way to just, like, be real with your real friends on social media because social media is, like, so filtered and curated these days. Right. But every day, be real sends everyone a notification at the same time, and it says you have two minutes to be real. And so you have to post what you're doing within those two minutes. I mean, you don't have to, but you're encouraged to post (laughs) what you're doing within two minutes, and you take a back camera photo And it automatically takes a front camera photo, but it doesn't show you the front camera photo until it is already taken. So I look really fucking dumb in most of mine. And then you just post, you be real. It's a lot of me at work. It's a lot of me on the couch because it's just like time to be real. And it's me sitting at my desk being super freaking real, you guys. See, I think this is where Um, it all boils down to. This is the disconnect between me and the internet. And it's I, very because to me that's the way fake. that like that by no, but it's real. But no, is but it's it real? But is it? I guess it is. Yeah, but it's like it is. I don't. And you can't see anyone else's post until you post for the day, so you can't go on and stock be real, seeing everyone else be real without being real yourself. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> Do yeah. you enjoy it? Um, I like it because I post once, I look at everyone else's posts, and then I'm done with it. It's like Wordle. I kind of feel like... Which I don't do anymore. Wordle's over, everyone. Wordle's over. Now it's time to be real. Yeah, Wordle's been over. Now it's time to be... It's time to get real. Put down your Wordle and be real. Wow. I think you should get on it. I think everyone should get on it. I just want to see what your house looks like. That's what I get out of be real is like, I see what their bed looks like a lot. I'll give you a... So... One of these days, I'll just turn the computer and then you can see my bed. Like, I... I, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about be real. That would be super real of you. I don't know. I just comment on people's and I go, that's so real. Okay, I do love, I love it conceptually, but then the more I think about it, the more I feel like it's dumb. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. It's dumb. I I could not say a single thing that I've gained from being real, you know? Yeah. I haven't. I wonder if our guest is on Be Real. I ha- hmm. Now I have to know because... Now we have to know. We've now already established I'm the oldest in the Zoom, so... So I, I feel like it's about time. It's about It's about time. damn time, as Lizzo says, to bring in our guest. And this guest today, you guys, you guys. You guys. The thing is that I um didn't open the thing that I was supposed to open. <laughs> 
being real. Being oh so real. God, it's embarrassing how like real you are right now. Thank you. Oh, I'm really, I'm really real. Now, you guys. Now, you guys. We've got someone to bring in. And this person is a Jersey native currently living in New York. Also an actor, writer, and creator of Wasted Talent, a short film about coming of age all over again in your 20s, specifically highlighting Latin and immigrant narratives, which will be featured in Miami Web Fest and Catra Latinx. So, judges. Open up your ears for... And be real. And be super real for... (laughs) Albert Garrido. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh my my God. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I am not on Be Real, by the way, unfortunately, but it sounds like. Okay. It sounds like a concept. Did you know about it? No, I didn't, but it sounds like a trap. It sounds like it's used for, I just imagine like all these influencers all of a sudden, like throughout their days, they're just like going to fill their schedules so that like when they get that two minute thing, they're doing something. (laughs) I would just be like sitting outside the Met for like seven hours waiting for those two minutes (laughs) and then like run in and take a picture of like a painting in there or something. You're so right though. I feel like it's going to start becoming almost this... I can see the Instagram influencer to be real influencer pipeline happening in that those hours that the influencers are doing something influential, half of it basically will Mm -hmm. include some sort of deal promotion. I'm in my LuLaRoe leggings. (laughs) I'm in my... Relaxing in Lululemon. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing. I have two things to say about that as what seems to be now the youngest person on this podcast because I'm on on Be Real. Uh, You gave yourself a lot of credit. You... uh, (laughs) (laughs) I give myself so much credit for being on this app. Maybe it's more real for Albert and I to not be on Be Real. This app that literally no one cares about. I think I have five friends. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm acknowledging that I would fully be fake on Be Real. So isn't that real? Me being like, yeah. I would be a liar. I would just be like sitting outside like Mariah Carey's penthouse waiting for her to come out for like 20 minutes. Like it would. <laughs> yeah. I would be fake. You're post real. Yeah. I would. Yeah. You can post late. I will say that. But then it like flags your post as being late. Oh. So then everyone knows that you're not being as real as you could. Doesn't like... it also require you to like be on your phone all day to be on Be Real? Yes. <laughs> Literally, yeah. It's like the Scarlet Letter. Oh, it's like shit. you posted late. Now we must slut shame you. Yeah. It's literally like Nick Wright posted six hours late. <laughs> Because Nick Wright was being real, doing something in the real world. I was was actually doing something real. Real is so relative when it comes to be real. Uh, Wait, what were you going to say about be real, though, Nick? What was I going to say? I don't know. I Probably just that I'm super young and fresh and (laughs) have a tight bod because I'm on be real. Wow, that's so real of you to say that. Oh, and the thing that I actually was going to say was that I don't know if it's going to be big for influencers because the feed is like not pretty and also you have to add people and they have to add you back well i have a question so like it's automatically find a way. it automatically takes yeah. a picture of you mm-hmm. what if you're like naked that does not seem consensual to me yeah mid-coitus what like, if you're like 
truly. Well, I don't take your be real, Mikoitas. <laughs> but then you'll no. be late. But what if like, <laughs> what if you're walking to the shower in your robe? Picture this: you're walking to the shower in your towel. You're putting on a good shower song. Okay, I'm picturing. I personally don't listen to music in the shower, but some people do. And like, you're like putting it on your playlist, and it's like, mm. be real, two minutes, and it takes the picture of you. Well, you can like, you can exit out. Like, you can see <laughs> but it. But that's and not then real. You can not post it. Well, then you're not being real that day. <laughs> you must really... post your nudes you have, you're... to be real, to be real. Yeah. Is that already I title of app? Filter. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it is. Oh my goodness. Uh, try it, you might like it. You might not, you might hate it. It is funny to be like, you have to be on your phone 24 hours a day in order to be real. <laughs> yeah, that really is the catch that I'm only just now catching. Maybe everyone needs an Apple Watch oh, to tell you. Boy. Oh my gosh, imagine. Mm, I don't know, I don't know, Nick. What's the verdict on Apple Watches? Mm. Mm. Count us in. Three, two, one. Tat. Tat. I have to say it's a tat. Uh, I saw a TikTok today of a girl and she was like, why are you wearing an Apple Watch to a wedding? Or something to that effect. She was like, why are we in a world where people are wearing an Apple Watch to a formal occasion? I, I was like, kind of true. I agree. It is true. I I've like seen a- what it does to my sister. She oh, has one. No. And she's always like, I have to close my rings. I have to... <laughs> I, I it's didn't get always closing the and rings. This is it's a, always closing the rings. Don't be fooled. This is a, a 2017 Fitbit Versa. But it is like I had nice watches and I never wear them anymore because I can just do my workout and log it on this little tiny square that has now created a tan line on my arm. And That's embarrassing. It is so embarrassing. And then the, and I had that for the wedding that I was in. So that's oh yeah. That's possibly worse. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, you both. Thanks. (laughs) The reaction, the face, you both. Why do we need to be plugged in all the time? Isn't that like every dystopian movie being plugged in all the time? And like, not that our iPhones don't already make that a problem and like be real also making that a problem clearly but it's like the watch just gets me it's like apple could sell you anything yeah i see people now with like the big airpods the over the ear ones that are like 600 700 dollars and i'm like you just there are so many i mean i bought airpods just because apple makes them one day they're gonna have like an apple catheter and we're all just gonna use those when we're 80 years old you know what i mean They'll make like an app, you know that app that's like drink water or your plant dies. Yeah. It'll be like pee into your plant with your Apple catheter. Yeah, I can see it happening <sighs> Maybe for a generation, weird. unfortunately. <laughs> That'd be weird. I do need to introduce the fact that Albert decided that he needed a, because he's a true actor, he needed a, <laughs> <laughs> a, a motor activity in order to really loosen up and be himself. <laughs> so he's folding laundry on the Zoom. Well, I, I finished my laundry. Which I... Do you feel loose? I do. Well, I said to Nick, I was like, I need to be doing something that makes me feel comfortable to talk and loosen Mm -hmm. up. And it was just folding my laundry. Also, I really just did need to fold my laundry. (laughs) You killed two birds with one stroke. Right. Like, I don't... That's that's on being real. That's on being efficient. Right. That's on being efficient. That's an app. I'll invent that app. Being efficient. Just, like, be efficient efficient. for two minutes. Please. Do something for two minutes. I need that. I would, I would use that. <laughs> I think so many people could use that. You're on TikTok and all of a sudden it's like, please just be efficient. Send one email. <laughs> it's like, you're right. Thank you. Wait, I do need that. No one steal this idea. Yeah, take that Trademark. to Shark Tank immediately. Albert. Hey, sharks. <laughs> oh. 
Well, let's get to Wasted Talent because I do want to hear about the process, the project, and all of it. So I guess just start off by telling us and telling the people who don't know in the audience, what is Wasted Talent? Where did the inspiration come from? Where you are now? Yeah, so I think y'all summed that up. First of all, that little paragraph intro you gave us sums it up. Couldn't have written it better myself. It's almost like I did write it. (laughs) Crazy. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. Looking behind the curtain. And Literally. <laughs> so, no, but I met my colleague Celeste and I started it in December of 2020. And Celeste and I met on set of a film we were doing in summer of 2020. We had, you know, the shared experience of growing up with at least one parent that immigrated from this country. Celeste is Puerto Rican. My family is Brazilian, Portuguese, and Cuban. So, lots of crazy chaotic energy and her and I really hit it off and then her and I were both doing the audition scene in a pandemic which as we know was not great and is currently still not great so she said Mm -hmm. you know what I'm tired of submitting for all these projects that are first off bad and second off I have no passion about (laughs) and then never hearing back what's the point why don't we write something film it and just put it out there and see where it goes so we did that and we did a first draft And we were not happy with how it came out. We, you know, I think for so many artists, you have to just make something, see how bad it is, and then be like, okay, now I know, and this is how we're going to do it. Totally. Yes. And it's scary. And because it's, I don't want to say it's wasted time because you learn so much, but it's low-key wasted time. (laughs) (laughs) and money no it's not no it's It's not not. it's not because you learn so then her and i once we had like the actual project and we're pretty disappointed we sat back down and talked because i was finishing up my senior year of college and celeste lived in the area with her family and we talked it out and i said you know i really think the content of the project is good i just think that the quality was off i think we didn't know enough about camera angles and audio and shooting having enough lighting equipment and that kind of stuff so her and i decided to raise some money last summer and give it another go we hired actors in the area we found a great director of photography we found an amazing editor and her and i really kind of just took this project to the next level of what it had originally been. We have amazing friends who are original music artists, Celeste's brother, who a lot of his songs are in the project. So they were nice enough to give us their songs for free. And then come the fall, we started submitting to film festivals and we started getting a lot of rejection letters. And then we qualified as a semi-finalist for the Fade In Awards, which was huge for us, considering I don't think people realize how expensive it is to make a piece and what, mm-hmm. like... A budget. No, I have no. I have literally no idea. Like, yeah, and I don't Same. need you to say numbers, but I am just well. Like our co-signing that no our idea. Our budget was incredibly low for standard mm-hmm. filming, like incredibly low. So for us, like getting the semifinalist thing was huge. And then we got into Miami Web Fest, which was really big, and we were really excited because we didn't think we were gonna get into that one. And then. Katra Latinx was one I had been watching just because I felt like it was a really important one for us to be in because Katra is already a pretty well-known film festival. And then they started recently Katra Latinx to specifically highlight Latin stories and Latin narratives that maybe aren't being told at their, I guess, original film festival. So 
once we got into that one, which I just found out this past week, I was super excited. And that's kind of where we're at with the project now. Wow. So with when you had to go from first draft to what exists now, yeah. and congratulations, by the way, Thank those are you. not like small feats at all to be. Yeah, yeah. To be congratulations. Semi-finalists and to be in these film festivals is so cool. And to see your work like actually all that feeling of, oh, I wasted this time, even though it wasn't wasted time, you know, it paid off. Between draft one and draft two, was there a lot of because I'm always curious about like how much self teaching of a lot of those things was involved it's so funny so my friend and i were talking about this because she's a musician and she said after years of recording music she's finally starting to make music that feels like her so which is funny when you think about it because you're making music for years and you're like finally i'm making music that sounds like me um i think Mm -hmm. anything where you're creating your own projects inevitably you're going to be teaching yourself so much just about writing like even even though I'm very proud of this copy, I can't watch it. Knowing what I know now about writing and having you know been writing another <laughs> script, I can't watch it because I'm so aware of all the flaws. And even like, I'm, I'll watch it and pick up on stuff that other people who maybe aren't in theater or film wouldn't pick up on. I think we as like artists, mm-hmm. theater people, film people, yeah. like we do pick up on it. But I can't watch my yeah. I can't and watch the project. We're so hard on our own work. <laughs> yeah, that's probably how it's always going to be. Like, I don't think you are ever going to be able to watch a project you did a year ago and be happy with it. And yeah, you can go to school and learn it, but I don't think until you're actually doing it and watching it back and like doing the editing and then like trying to market it because that's a whole other beast. Oh, you're like yeah. and how yeah. like to talk to investors and pitch it and. You just kind of have to do it and it's and figure it out and see what works and see what doesn't. I feel like a sticking point with me just habitually throughout my life is always that like, well, if I don't try to put it out there, I don't fail. And Mm -hmm. how do you get to that point where you're like, now I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to do that marketing portion of it and put myself to yeah. that, put myself out there on the chopping block like that's, that. Like what is your, what was the moment for you? I think that you just have to accept that people are going to think it's bad. There's going to be people that really like it and people that really don't. People are going to think like you're wasting your time by like making this little project that you're probably not going to make money on and you put your own money into it and you just can't care. And I, right. it's, sometimes I still struggle with that. Like you just cannot care because I'm someone who is very sensitive i really value feedback and artistic feedback and artists can be harsh on other artists you just have to literally say i don't care and say i'm still learning Mm -hmm. and i'm not perfect not that i'm saying like i think people are laughing at me on social media and if they are like okay whatever like (laughs) i I think i'm a like hate to break it to you albert (laughs) everyone's laughing or you're just like yeah no 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 one's actually laughing like no one cares there's also gonna be people that reach out to me which there have been and been like hey i saw your trailer i thought that was really cool that you even did that so you kind of just have to Mm. speak kinder to yourself and just go for it it's so true though i think like it starts with speaking kinder to yourself though like exactly like you said because the more pressure you put on yourself in the situation and the project itself and the more you don't believe in it it's easier to make up even that other people don't believe in it even if whether regardless of whether or not they do it's so easy to be like oh well 
this person stopped listening to my podcast. So that means they don't like it or right. like that sort of thing. And it's and then I, and then you get to a point where you're just like, whatever, I'm doing this for me. I don't care if right. they listen. You know, mm-hmm. so for me, mm-hmm. I remember when we were writing it. So the Awilo character is strongly based on my own Awilo, my own grandpa. <laughs> so there's a part in it where the Awilo goes, there's two parts that kind of raise red flags. So like I was saying, my mom's side were Brazilian Portuguese. My dad's side were Cuban. And my Awilo, there's a part in the film where the Awilo goes, oh my gosh, I hate Brazilians. They're so loud. And then like my character goes, <laughs> yeah. Awilo, I'm Brazilian. He's like, you're only half. You don't count. And that's something my own grandfather has said to me. He's like, oh my gosh, like Brazilian Portuguese people, they're so cheap, let me tell you. And I'm like, all right, that's that's fine. Thank you. Like, I'm like, hello. And then there's another part where he's asking Alex about her boyfriend and he goes, uh, I didn't like him anyway. He looked like a racist. And Celeste, my colleague, she said to me and she goes, so I'm just like worried how this is going to come off. And I said, honestly, Celeste, these are things that my abuelo has said, and anyone who is part of the Latin community will tell you their grandparents believe in this hierarchy like of Latino people so hardcore that any Latino person who watches this is going to think that's freaking hysterical because we all know that old school, our grandparents just have this like hierarchy of like, well, we're better than this group, but that group's better than us. And we took the risk and I'm glad we did. The joke is also, you're laughing at how out of touch the grandfather is. You're not actually making fun yeah. of exactly. him. He's right. already established right. and how, like, crazy, how crazy he sounds in comparison to what the modern day conversation even is. Yeah, Right. Did that make sense? I was talking mm-hmm. about staying exactly. true to yourself and I went on a whole... I do get where you're coming from. When I look back at things that I've done as well, I'm like, oh, I I wish I would have done this. Or like you were saying, I, I can't even watch it because what I know now, as you can still look back and think, I trusted myself in that moment. And I was true to what I was trying to say in that moment. So you're still not looking back being like, oh, this was a failure and I did it wrong because I wasn't doing my best or being true to what I wanted to say. I think in talking about being truthful to yourself in the work. You and Celeste were obviously the co-creators on this project. So in addition to obviously like the things you were just mentioning about Abuelo, how do you see yourselves or how do you how do you put yourselves into that narrative? And like, how did you make yourselves at all different from Teo and Alex? <laughs> so it's funny because Celeste and I fully base these characters on us because I had just graduated college I didn't really know what I was doing. I was waiting tables on a lake. I was trying to figure out how I was going to get to New York to do theater or film or acting, but also trying to figure out, you know, how does this work in a pandemic world? Because now the world doesn't look like how it did. So we had to just like completely reset and figure it out. And so, you know, Teo graduates college and he's figuring out how he's going to like move from his small town to like, be an actor and he tra- jokes around about like how he gets rejected from a hemorrhoid cream commercial and that was kind of where I was <laughs> I at I was love that thank you <laughs> that didn't actually happen to me but I'm hoping I get a callback for one and so I was sort of in that space and Celeste she was actually a child actress so fun fact she's the baby in Goodfellas when they're walking through the church her and her sister she's the baby in the pink Oh my, and, oh my god. <laughs> Wait, yeah, please give us some uh, a little shout out to Celeste. Yes, she could not and about her. She could not be here today. So she's she's crazy busy. She's 
got she's a mom she's a great mom she's got three beautiful children and so she she based Alex off of her because you know she was a child actress and she kind of always wanted to do acting but then followed the practical route and went to school and studied uh, psychology and then got a practical job and she kind of she realized you know she wanted to get back into being creative and so she right before the pandemic started like doing auditions again and she was in a show in new york while you know she had her kids and her husband's amazing he watches the kids while she does everything he takes them while we film which is great um so yeah so she really based alex off of that and you know there's Alex is going to law school and it's more so to please her mom than anybody. And she's, she wants to be a songwriter. And at the end you see, she writes this little verse about that. She's preparing to, to sing at a coffee shop. And that's something that's really real about, I think specifically people who come up in immigrant households. Like we are growing up and we're like, I want to be an actor. And our parents like, excuse me. For anyone who grows up in an immigrant household, it's like we immigrated here and you're you have to like make it like I brought you here. I gave you I set you up like I put you in the baseball stadium. You better hit a home run. So it's this pressure of making it because I think a lot of immigrant families success is often measured by financial success. It's something that I think a lot of people who grow up in an immigrant household definitely connect to. What was it like showing the work to your family? Oh, actually, my family loves it. (laughs) So my family, I'm very blessed. Love to hear it. I'm very blessed that my family is very supportive. Um, You know, I think there was a shock initially, like probably when I was little, and they were like, oh my gosh. But Mm -hmm. no, now they're super supportive. They share it with their friends. They love the project. Everyone makes fun of my grandpa now because he's in the project and he's like, you really think that's what I'm like? And everyone's like, correct. Yes, that's what we believe of you. Oh my gosh, this is so cheesy. But when I got my first entertainment job that I started last week, my dad cried. Um, So yeah, I'm very fortunate that they're, they're very supportive because I have a lot of friends and who they're like, I had to come out to my parents that I'm not going to be a heart surgeon. <laughs> it is very interesting to be part of this, like, pandemic, ever-changing idea of what happiness and work is supposed to actually look like versus what the generation truly right before us yeah. was exposed to. And I'm second generation. My grandfather was from China. My mom was raised in a very like oh we're gonna do the anti we're gonna do everything opposite you are fully americanized but was also given the expectation of you know she went to college a little bit later and was like one of the first people in her family to do that and then it was brought down to me and and i think like the wanting to do theater she's always been very supportive with like wanting to do theater and then now i want to do stand-up and then now i want to write for tv and now i'm gonna just podcast all the time it's been this (laughs) ever evolving idea of understanding and i think it's it's really great that your family is so supportive of that and to be able to to be real to yourself and to stick with it yeah. is also very impressive. I know? mean, it is funny, though, because my grandpa, he'll, he will be like, oh, you'll make money off that project yet. And I'm like, no, sometimes <laughs> sometimes you don't, you just do it because, like, it'll help with the experience. He's like, experience? What? 
What are you talking about? Yeah, trying to explain the <laughs> right. concept of like I do this this thing every week where I sit and talk to people for three hours and then like however many people listen to it, my mom's like, hmm. Well, it's so funny because now like I'll joke around with my grandpa. My grandpa's always blown away by what you can do, like make a business out of in America. So he gets here and like we go to visit my brother at college and there's this sign that someone had a van and it was like dog walking. Call this number. And my grandpa goes, dog walking business. You mean to tell me you have a business to teach a dog how to walk? <laughs> and we go, no, Abuelo, that's a dog walking business. He's like, oh, my God. How much money you make from that? You think you'll make a lot of money? And like, he doesn't care. Does not care about the qualifications. Doesn't care like about if that person's happy. He's like, do you think they're making a lot of money? Like, it's just mm-hmm. that's how they measure He's like, maybe you should try dog Literally walking. Literally, correct. I probably would make more of dog walking than anything. I mean, honestly, like, boy, like, dog walkers clean up. They clean up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yeah, he told me, he's like, you should be plumber. I hired plumber the other day and he charged me so much money. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm so passionate about septic tanks. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's incredible. That's, I mean, it's great that you both were able to just pull right from your experience too and not feel this need to oh i have to separate myself i have to create this different character if you try and sound like someone else it's going to be obvious and people are going to see through it and think it's cheesy and they're going to skip so you might as well sound like you and have people not like you or love you oh exactly or both but but then i have people not liking me yeah well (laughs) but but nick that's real that's real (laughs) that's so real it is really real to not like me that's super (laughs) real real to have haters Uh, (laughs) haters are real the letter r um having this piece about latin and immigrant narratives how do you feel having a, a piece that you specifically want to focus on like the Latin and immigrant narrative. And is there any current events that you are following in regards to like your own creative process? For current events. So I am writing another script actually, not to like sh- sh- jump ship, but I've been working on a script sort of just about like personal experiences of the Cuban revolution because anyone who followed the events of last summer, um, like people in Cuba finally started to protest after 60 years of being under like a brutal dictatorship, which was massive and huge because a bunch of people went to jail, people got beat in the streets, people got killed. And it was a really big deal. And I said, you know what, I want to write this script. So I started working on a script on that. And I think that's how I kind of stay inspired, like paying attention to like what's happening in the countries that my family comes from, but also what's happening in other countries as well. In terms of even thinking of, you know, outside of current events, pop culture, and the ways that pop culture is changing and the ways that more representation of all the differences and the nuances of the Latin community, like you said, are starting to show up in films and culture. Are there any films like that or just pieces of work in general that are inspiring you or some that you think just completely missed the mark and you're like, that's trash? (laughs) See, it's funny because there's some that I think are a little bit of all. Well, so I was really into One Day at a Time on Netflix when it was on. And it was Mm -hmm. basically, you know, about this Cuban family living in Los Angeles and Rita Moreno, who, if you don't know who Rita Moreno is by, um, she was on it and she played the grandma. (laughs) Yeah. And there was moments of it that I loved that I thought were truly authentic. And like, my grandma is the walking Cuban stereotype, which is what Reno Moreno is in that show. But there were parts of it where I just thought it tried to be like so overtly like we are... 
catering to the community that I was like, this is cringy and cheesy now and I'm signing off. Now there's a lot more stories coming out. I think that sometimes it comes, people feel the need to try too hard. Like I think, Mm -hmm. and this is controversial and I'm going to get a lot of hate. I think that I was very disappointed by the In the Heights movie because I love oh, okay. I, Speak on. I I love in the heights the stage mm-hmm. version, and I just think with the movie they tried to be too theatrical with it. I think they tried to like cast too wide of a net to like get everything. And you know, I think a really important piece of the stage version is that when Nina goes to college and realizes that she was kind of just a big fish in a little pond. And now she's kind of at the bottom and struggling to keep up. And I think that's a really important narrative because I know for my mom, she talks about how when she was in high school, that's where when she went to college, that's exactly what she went through because she was, you know, top of her class and killing it with classes in high school. And then she went to college and she really struggled. She was like, no, I really struggled because I was not in a good school system and I did it and I was always the smartest and I'm like, all right, calm down. But like, she's like, I was doing, you know, I was always at the top and like, <laughs> okay, brag, yeah, let us like flex. We get it. That was a narrative that was completely dropped from the movie. And I think that that's such an important narrative to highlight. Yeah, I'm Especially glad. because that highlights the divide between when you're, when you're putting a bunch of people from a bunch of different situations together. Right. It obviously you see that stratification of who had access to the resources and who didn't. Right, exactly. And one movie that I did really enjoy, which is just like, I don't think it's a cultural phenomenon, but I did really enjoy West Side Story. Um, I thought they did a really mm-hmm. great job. I was going to recommend, if you haven't watched Superstore yet, you'd probably enjoy Superstore? <laughs> yeah. I'll have to check it out. And they just made a um, they just made a she adaptation loves Superstar. of it Ooh. on. I'm forgetting what they just made a Spanish language adaptation of it. Um, actually, amazing. So it's and America Ferrera is like very much, especially in the later seasons, her Honduran identity is like brought up a few mm. times too. I think uh, you'd really enjoy it for plenty yeah. of reasons. Well, you bring up a really good point that I do want to like jump on really quick is that she's Honduran and something as Celeste and I were making this project, we were trying to figure out, you know, where, you know, the specific Latin ethnicity of these characters, we originally had them just fully Puerto Rican because Celeste was Puerto Rican and my mindset was like, yeah, Puerto Rican. Um, but then Celeste and I got to talking and I was, I made a joke. It was like, oh yeah, like, whenever you go to like Mariah Carey's page, everyone's in there like follow, come to Brazil and like posting a million Brazilian flags. And it was like, cause you know, like Brazilians, like we we're a little crazy. I can say that. And she was like, wait, why don't we like, why can't Teo be half Brazilian? Like from like his other parents. And I thought about it because I was like, you know, there is no Brazilians are Latin and there's no Brazilian representation really anywhere in media. I mean, like, you can't watch a show on Netflix that's not from like Brazil where there's like a Brazilian family and I we wanted to at least capture like one ethnic group that within the Latin community that doesn't really get to see themselves be so like hearing that she's Honduran like I can't think of one show where a character putting the actor actress aside is Honduran yeah it lit a whole light bulb for me where I was like, that's very interesting that this is that this is something that she's highlighting or right. they're highlighting in this character. 
and it, it really opened my eyes, I think, beyond that. So I, I love that that's something that you both decided to put it into the piece. Yeah, it, it always seems that the more specific someone is with their ideas and with the way that they represent themselves, the more the story is specific, which makes it better and like par- not paradoxically, but not really paradoxically, like more universal that if someone is being true to the way that they're telling their story, you're able to get into it better and find like the little ways that you relate better. Yeah. And having- so, <laughs> that's real. So, we're just like- so, every- so everyone do that. We're just like Go do really it. Really being so real. We're being so real tonight. Well, thanks for telling us all about this. Of and, course. And really Thank you for through, asking. Like, how you got yeah. there, where you're going, what it's been like every beat of the way. It- it's really cool to hear. I feel like we haven't talked to too many filmmakers yet. So it's really cool to get to hear. Okay. So now we're going to move into our game that we always play. You know what you love it. Every episode. You know it. You know what you love it. Do people love it? I I think they do. I genuinely think people... I like to believe people love it. And you know what? Do you get feedback that people love it? We don't care if you love it or not. Yeah, I literally (laughs) don't care. We love playing it. And that game is Approach the Bench. Approach the Bench. Okay, so Albert, how this is going to work, you're being put on the spot right now. You're approaching the bench. And you are going to have... First off, 60 seconds, a classic time frame. <laughs> I have a list of potential topics slash verdicts to talk about. You, I'm going to say one. You're going to give it either a tit or a tat. And then you have a random number of words between one and ten, which I'm going to say right now. Oh, my God, Jess, good thing you made this list longer because... Albert, your number is two. Oh, oh gosh. You have, you have two words, exactly, to back up why you chose either a tit or a tat okay. for each of these items. And we're going to see how many we get can get through in 60 seconds. Okay. Do you have any questions? 60 seconds for all of them. For all okay. of them. Yes. All right. And tit or tat um, does not count toward your word count. Okay. So mm-hmm. tit or tat, your reaction and then, and then your reasoning. Okay. And then exactly two. Okay. No more, no okay. less. All right. Okay. Judges, this is Albert Garrido approaches the bench in a three, two, one, go. Peanut butter and chocolate. Tit, tit is good, right? Um, delicious yeah. contrast. Peanut butter crackers. Tit, delicious, salty. Natural peanut butter. Tit. Healthy peanut. <laughs> 30 seconds. Um, nut allergies. Tat. Death. Depressing. Mm. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Tat. Overrated junk. Oh, a club sandwich. Um, tat. Pescatarian me. Oh, club penguin. Tit. Childhood memory. And that's yes. one minute. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, wow. Pesca- pescatarian me. I, I got so much out of that. Yeah. Yeah. You really can say a lot with two words. You I can. really loved. I really loved flavor. What was it? Flavor contrast with peanut yeah, butter you, and chocolate. I, I think it was delicious. Delicious, delicious contrast. contrast. <laughs> wow. The descriptor on that delicious contrast. I love that. I should be on their marketing mm-hmm. team. Someone's a writer for the, for the idea. Of peanut butter <laughs> the and whole idea. 
<laughs> not a brand, just, just, <laughs> just peanut butter and chocolate. Whoever came up with wow. that flavor combination, call me and I'll be on your marketing team. Honestly, yeah. What the Breakfast Club? I'm wondering, oh, because I don't have a real opinion on the movie. To be honest, I've seen it once. I said, I've never okay, even seen that's it. that. Okay. I guess, like, I feel the same. It's sort of, it's like oh, there was a lot yeah, of yeah, I was around it. It's always referenced. It's like, and then I watched it and I said that was a movie. So, like, what he called it trash, though. Yes, yeah. I'm like, what about it makes you feel so strongly about it? I just think, okay, so I watched it when I was in high school, so that I was their niche market for someone watching it and it (laughs) clearly did not appeal to me so that should already tell you something Mm -hmm. but just i remember watching it and just thinking this is so cheesy and then they have like all those like weird cutaway scenes that like make no sense and just feel awkward like i feel like i'm watching a bad like remember when youtube was like first coming out and like there was just like lots of awkward silences (laughs) with the editing and like Mm -hmm. you're like someone's thumb would be like in the frame and like someone's mom was talking behind the screen door like that's what i feel like watching the breakfast club was like wow i as someone of never having seen the breakfast club experience you feel like you just watched it don't you that yeah i'm actually shocked to hear that it's like early youtube that is not something that i would yeah and i think it's like so post it's no longer super relevant i feel like when i was watching stranger things the one thing that really bugged me was like the cliche bullying i was like i feel like we've moved beyond that and like the thing that always bugs me about the about the breakfast club is the like the jock the freak the beauty queen the class clown like all trapped in one space and it's like i don't know like the high school stereotype i feel like just doesn't really work anymore with the with current audiences and younger audiences right. do you feel any type of way about the the motif at the end the don't you forget about me fist or do you think what a stupid thing for people to sell reference to this day because i kind of feel that way (laughs) um no that part doesn't bother me i think there's a whole how long is the movie an hour and a half there's a whole hour and 29 minutes that bother me a lot more (laughs) (laughs) wow ayo and he said it, you know. I said it. So I, I said I, my I, piece. Yeah. Is it all John Hughes movies that rub you the wrong way, or is it just that one? Oh my because gosh, what else has he done? A, like, there's a huge John Hughes. He's done like 16 Candles. I'm looking up his movies right now. Pretty He's like the home sweet home. The 80s. Yeah, is. the like the big 80s movie. Ferris Bueller. TV oh, I do oh, like. Yeah, okay, I, I actually really um, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That I will. Me too. I do like Ferris Bueller. That one I like. Um, what, I'm looking at what else he's done. Um. I've never seen the original 16 Candles. <laughs> I've only seen the Debbie Ryan version, which quite honestly, I think that's the only one I need to see. And <laughs> that's the only one you need to see, right. <laughs> and uh, I do like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, though. All right. All right. John Hughes gets one, I, I guess. guess. he gets... <laughs> he's a... He's, is he a tat then? Is that how that works? Yeah, I guess to you. so. I guess so. I think, was he on the Debbie yeah. Ryan version? Was he part of that? I have no idea. I would love to. <laughs> Wait, know. I, Debbie I Ryan titter tat. There was a Debbie Ryan version. <laughs> there was. There oh, is. That's actually that's a great my question. Tat, Debbie What's Ryan? the verdict on oh. Debbie Ryan? Oh, oh, okay. oh that's so What's good. What's the verdict on Debbie Ryan, everyone? Let's Shoot. count down. Um, yeah. Three, two, one. Tat. 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 <laughs> um. 
<laughs> she's so camp at this point. I thought she's she like, was. It's, it's an ironic tit. Yeah. Yes. It's an. Yeah. It's a breast implant, if anything. Like she. I. Yeah. If you ask me during Sweet Life on Deck, tit. 100%. But then, like, the yeah. only thing I think about yeah. now is her mugshot and the the TikTok when she's like, I went to the president really? of Disney yeah. Channel and I said, I want to make I was going to say that. Like, it's like, what were you making history on? It's the first Disney Channel engagement, the first Disney Channel wedding. Wait, <laughs> she, which Disney Channel wedding? She says it in the red carpet interview. It was, there was a, um, in Jesse. There was a wedding? I guess so. I, I mean, I never watched Jesse, but she's like... <laughs> We had the first Disney Channel engagement, the first Disney Channel wedding. My, that is so not true. She's like my fiance, who like whoever he's a total he's a total babe, and I walked into the. That is so not true. Disney someone Channel else got married on town. Disney Channel, didn't like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Someone has to get married, didn't they? I don't know. I don't know. Fact check, Debbie. <laughs> Someone has to fact check Debbie. Back check Debbie. No one else will. Have you seen the one? <laughs> check your news. Check where you get your news. The one where she's like throwing things up and catching them in my mouth. I'm so good at that. <laughs> what is the one where she's talking about like whatever strawberry lip balm she is on? I forget what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great one too. She has a lot of so, good red carpet moments that I'm like, So many me, good red carpet what, moments. That's what makes me continue to be like, okay. I have to give her the The tip. one where she's talking about playing Mario Kart. Yeah. I've never seen yeah. that. That's a good one. <laughs> you need to catch up I'm on sorry. the WRI. You know what it does stick out to me? There's a like, video of Raven Simone somewhere on YouTube like explaining why she let the Cheetah Girls at her concert, which is like a state fair. <laughs> and she's like, and she's like, I just want to explain to everybody why I left the Cheetah Girls. And <laughs> it's like Wyoming. And she's like, I just have to explain, like, it wasn't part of my vision. And it's like... You know what? Raven Simone's killing it now, but I just been so funny. Like, imagine going to a state fair and being like, I need to explain to you all why I left the Cheetah Girls. When Disney mm-hmm. Channel stars take, like, there's there are two types of avenues a Disney Channel star could go. I, I'm sure there are more avenues, but uh, you think the Miley's, the Demi's, the we are moving. I don't think the Demi's we're anymore. We're shifting beyond. Not the Demi's, no. but we're shifting. Did you hear the tea? Past. Like, apparently their concert is not selling out and the tickets are super cheap and they're unable to sell at these like little venues. Like they were doing big ones on their last tour, but now they really should. Wait, maybe I'll go. Honestly, it would probably be a very good concert. Demi's got a killer voice, but yeah, there's like the Demi's and the Miley's. (laughs) Have you seen the... Which are like, we are hard shifting from Disney. Oh no, you're so good. But then they're the ones that are like, I'm fully leaning into the Disney narrative. But like, I had my first Disney engagement first Disney marriage and then like this is why I left the Cheetah Girls like that was part of Raven Simone's reality well, in that moment in time and that's crazy I wonder if Themi's concert will be th- will be them just have you seen the video of them singing to the ghost that has the sexual trauma yes <laughs> I just imagine that's the concert and uh, that's why no one can go because it's just a bunch of ghosts <laughs> why are there so many celebrity ghost shows now there's the Demi there's the dem- or that was was that ghost or aliens that was ghost or both I don't know. Listen. Kesha had one. Oh, Kesha had aliens. That makes sense. Now Kristen Stewart has a has a gay ghost hunting show. Okay. Wow. So, I didn't think I knew I about know. this whole ghost craze. 
there's a ghost there's a crate because streaming every streaming service is like do whatever you want to a celebrity and for some reason celebrities want to hunt for aliens and ghosts yeah they know something we don't they're rich and powerful they know something we don't they have access to certain things and the free time to think crazier thoughts than many of us do true true wow i think we should move on to our final segment i think it's time well, we're going to start with the first half, which is tits. Show us your tits. Ooh. And this is where um, we bring something that we love and we talk about it and um, just tell everyone why. It's a big old tit for us. Um, Jess, what do you have this week? Yeah, um, mine was sort of inspired by Albert's comment about West Side Story in that I am, I was, am, and will always be a Hunger Games girly. And yeah, I, despite knowing I did not like the prequel book, I'm pretty excited for all the like press that's been rolling out about mm-hmm. this prequel film, specifically Rachel Zegler as the female lead, Lucy Gray I've been Baird. waiting for you to comment. I am thrilled for Ms. Rachel Zegler. I don't care if I've heard rumors that she's bratty. She's talented. Oh, I buy it. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, I buy it. She's yeah, wild in. I- I buy the rumors, unfortunately, but oh, like, oh, maybe my, she'll like, be my tit. I... Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I love that. Wow. No, I love that. I love you building upon build upon a tit with another tit or a tat. Um, yeah. But I, I think I was sort of ambivalent about how I've, and I don't remember what the the guy who's playing Young Snow's name is, unfortunately, but. Um, couldn't tell you. I, I was so ambivalent about this film because I was like, I don't really care who gets cast in it. It's not it's not my Hunger Games. It's not my J-Laws, my Josh <sighs> Hudgersons, my, my Liams, you know? And when I saw Rachel Zegler as the casting announcement, something shifted. I said, oh, baby, we're getting a theater person in the role. In the role. And it's important. It's important. And because if, if Lucy Gray Baird is nothing else, she's a performer, and she performs her heart out in the Hunger Games. It's how she wins the hearts of Penem, and it's how she. This I, is not a I spoiler. I don't know anything <laughs> about what happens in that. One. It's honestly just like the one of the first ten Hunger. It's the first Hunger Games with sponsors, basically, and they're capital people, and that's how President Snow is involved. Oh, he's a, okay. He's a, or not sponsor, mentors, and he's a mentor to a District Twelve girl, which is like LOL on the nose, like why he hates cats. Do they get horny for later. each other? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> no. Oh my god. What did she say? Oh. Uh, I said nothing. She I just, just laughed. I just chortled. I just oh no. <laughs> she just laughed. Bottoms up and the devil laughs. Bottoms up and the devil laughs. I I don't know. I think it's just all it takes is one casting announcement to to suck me right back in to the universe, to the Suzanne Collins verse and Interesting. I'm really excited to see what Rachel will bring to the role. It's a musical role. She sings a lot, so oh. It's a musical role? It's a musical role. It's not a musical, but it's a musical. <laughs> like, she sings a lot. This is how we get... Remember the she hanging tree She sings during the Hunger Games? During the, like, the, are you, are you gonna do the tree? Yeah. That one from, like, the third and fourth movie. Um, She's, like, her group. She's got a band. I don't know. It's like a band in oh post-production. <laughs> I'm not really selling the book or the yeah, movie. Yeah, I didn't Rachel even know... Ziegler's gonna be in it, guys. I didn't even know there was a prequel book. <laughs> yeah, it's... 
not great, to be honest. The last chapter is really good. I'll and I'm just, like, oh, this is uh, what she does best. But I'll read yeah, go by and read the last <laughs> chapter. <laughs> I'll catch it on Broadway. Yeah, skip ahead. Skip I'll ahead. catch it on Broadway since yeah, it's a musical. It's, and you know what? Here's the thing, Albert. It will be going right yeah, to Broadway. Here's clearly, the, it's if, a if musical. If any of them are going to Broadway, it's this one. It's, this <laughs> it's a musical. <laughs> it's a musical. You're right. It's a musical role, and Rachel Zegler is going to crush it. Um, Does she win the Hunger Games through the power of music? <laughs> <laughs> she gets the Tony at Wait, the end. <laughs> how did I predict this whole thing? Not just through the power of music, but through like the through love, uh, through love, yeah, through love, Shut through up. love and cheating. Wait. I'm pretty sure he cheats for her. Like, oh no! So, Spoilers. I, I don't remember the book that well. I didn't even read Spoilers, the last. I didn't read the last chapter yet. You're. You're only reading the last chapter. Yeah. You have to know a little bit of context if you're walking into it in the last chapter. But yes, so I'm pretty excited for that. The Ballad of Songbirds is... Uh, hello, what's on the title? The Ballad. Oh, the Ballad. Of Songbirds and Snakes. Oh. Basically, um. <laughs> it's screaming straight to Broadway. So... Yeah. And I hope Zegler originates the role there, too. She, I, it'll I be right, nothing but the best for this girl. It'll be <laughs> at the theater right next to Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Probably. This, oh, she's how I so feel fun. about, like, in the ways I latched on to Leah Michelle uh, when I was in ninth grade, LOL. Um, oh. I I feel a kinship with Rachel Zegler. Uh, she's, she oh. definitely is, like, the musical theater id that I, I haven't let out in a while. If you're going to – your entire opinion of a film before it even happens. Yeah. I don't even need to see yeah. a trailer. I know I'm seeing the movie now. I know. You sold it to me. Rachel Zegler's in it. You sold it to me, honestly. <laughs> I sold that last chapter, and that's yeah, all that matters. I sold two books today. You said sold- <laughs> you said musical, and I was like, all right. All right, I guess I'll go. <laughs> I'm imagining her, like, in a band, in a rock band. It's, yeah. it's, like a, it's sort of like a... Like a we're de- District 12, so let's not get carried away, but it's... Yeah, uh, no, no electricity. Yeah. No rock. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's uh, anyway. my tip. Looking forward to the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes now. So huge turnaround for, for me, Hunger Games fan of, of every year, I should say. Nick, what about you? Um, so I think I'll just continue on undoing the stupidest, most obvious tits possible. I would have it no other way. But, like, when you get, like, the blast of air conditioning from a building that has been running it all day and you come in from outside, Mm -hmm. that is just... Mm -hmm. So beautiful. It's such a wonderful, fantastic experience. And it's especially good in um like theaters and movie theaters. Yeah. When when you go into a cold dark room on a summer yes. day, there's nothing better. Mm. There's just mm-hmm. nothing better. And it's so nice when it's a, um, it's free cold air too. It's like it's someone else's money's cold air. It's exactly. not yours. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And the richer the building, the better the building. Yes, I was about to say that. Corporate office. Yes. Yes. I was just about to say that. Like, whenever I have to go into work, like the one day every other week I have to go into the office, I'm like, wow, we have money. Yeah. They're blasting that. And I've been wishing, wishing, wishing for summer every day of my life until about three weeks ago. And boy, are the 80s and the 90s here. Mm -hmm. So when you got to escape. 
just pop into a cold dark room yeah and you'll know what i'm talking about isn't it the worst when you walk in somewhere and you're expecting that it's gonna be cold and then it's not one time i went into a lowe's and this was three weeks ago when my air conditioner was broken in the house and my mom and i were like let's go to lowe's at least it'll be cold because it's a big warehouse to check out refrigerators and it was it was piping hot in that lowe's it it did nothing to help the situation that's the worst do better lowe's (laughs) Yeah, please. That's the worst. So, yeah, um, really unpopular opinion. No one's ever heard of it before. <laughs> Love cold air on a hot day. That's a good one. Wow. And you know what? Someone had to say it. Everyone be- everyone knows it, but someone had to say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, Albert, it's time. We've given you enough lead-in. Yeah. Why don't you show us your tit? My tit. Mm, so, there. I think my tit is okay my tit is not a regular tit like it's not just this tit you like go in and like okay you're not prepared for it but <laughs> she's not okay. a regular tit she's a cool tit <laughs> yeah and Und- it's more of an underrated tit okay. have you guys ever taken <laughs> the new york city public bus no but i have no. taken philadelphia's okay public i'm sorry speaking of cold air if you want cold air Go on the New York City public bus because that is clean. There's always a seat. It's never crowded. It's quiet. It's a relaxing ride. You get to look at views and it's nice and cold as opposed to like the, you know, subway and like, which Mm -hmm. is basically the antithesis of the New York City public bus. But New York City public bus, I've had to take it when I take it across town in Brooklyn sometimes. Worth it. Now that's public transportation. It's not really a great tit. I was just talking about... No, it's no, a that good is one. good because I literally was just talking about how I haven't taken the bus yet because it is never convenient for where yeah. I'm trying to go. But then the other day it was like, oh, I c- it would be about the same amount of time for me to take the bus or me to take the subway, and I ended up just taking the subway because I did what I knew. Okay, so I know. But I was like, hi, I haven't taken the bus. I know Philly Transit very well. I don't know if New York is is similar in that. Can you use your Metro card yes. on the bus? You can use your credit and card, your Metro card, fare. change whatever you want to mm-hmm. do. Okay, and then do you have as much... I mean, obviously, the New York City subway system is elaborate, but do you have as much variation with the bus routes, or is it is it more limited? Is a lot longer, considering how New York City traffic is. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a way, but I feel like the bus is typically... Buses typically, I feel, try and compensate where areas where there's not a subway stop. Gotcha. Like, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I love public buses. I in the time I I took them in Philly, I never had any complaints. And I know like you're, not all buses are made equal. They are trying yeah. to make the buses nicer. <laughs> but I mean, um, don't expect to be walking on like a party bus with a stripper pole. But if you want cold air, step on that New York City public bus. Yeah. Oh, an air conditioned bus is so nice too. That is so nice. I know. And the drivers are always kids, everyone. at five out of ten on the friendly scale. Yeah, which is like <laughs> fine because you don't want right to you don't want to be like shooting the shit with your bus driver. Right, you, know? you just want to get to where you're going. Well, I do think it's time. It's time to shift. That we get to our tots, the negatives, mm-hmm. things that we hate, um, and why we hate them. And every week we just give it a dumb, stupid little name. And Jess, what do you think this week? We could go a couple routes. We could go the breakfast tats. We could go. I was going to say the breakfast tats, well, then, so well, then we're, we're going to go, go that. breakfast tats. We're going to go that route. 
Um, what's yours? My tat is totally original, never been thought of or heard before, making a left-hand turn in your video. Oh. <laughs> oh. The, the room erupted the room into applause. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, in your life, have you ever felt stupider than when your stupid little car is sitting in the middle of an intersection <laughs> and you're waiting for all the other stupid little cars yep. to pass by so that you don't, like, sideswipe them or t-bone them uh because you get too anxious and then you sit there and you watch the light go from green to yellow to then you have to make your left hand turn on the red and it's embarrassing and everybody is watching you because you're sitting in the middle of the stupid little intersection in your stupid little car feeling like a stupid little driver who is doing the right thing by obeying the traffic laws but they may not be the most aggressive thing in the intersection so and then thinking about how you also have to like a right hand turn is so easy you can flow with traffic it's no problem there are plenty of instances where you can turn right on red not for left no left has about 18 Never. more rules and a left-hand turn you can come i've created routes where i've had to get to probably a five-minute destination that take 15 minutes because i'm cutting left-hand turns out of the equation because i don't <laughs> like the intersection can we talk oh. about how left some left-hand turn intersections that need green arrows don't have green arrows why yeah. is that yeah. why doesn't every left turn have a green arrow I think Why that, are we yeah. still having accidents because of left turns? It's embarrassing. And it's it, it's embarrassing, it's humiliating, it's um it's frustrating and there's a flaw in the system and I can't figure out what it is other than directions. But you know what's to me worse? What? It's when you go to New Jersey and it's like all left turns from the right lane. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? When I'm trying to turn left, then you make me turn right. You know that? Yes. You know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, that's even worse. That's even more embarrassing to think I'm turning left. I'm going to be on the left side of the road. And once you get to like U turn states, too. Oh my God. Don't even. I don't understand you. Don't even. Fucking start. Like California's like, you can do whatever you want. (laughs) All roundabouts. Don't even. They're the worst. Wow, just a bunch of people driving cars. Driving cars. But yeah, I was just thinking about it today as I was trying to make a left hand turn and like trying to be ballsy about it. I was like, I feel stupider than i've ever felt before just waiting for like and i watched a public bus like try to make a left-hand turn as well when two people are trying to make a left-hand turn in an intersection that's it's over it's embarrassing it's so embarrassing it's like i feel bad for the bus and for me right now so yeah that's my tat (laughs) that's that on tat that's a good one that is a good one what about you what's got you riled up in the breakfast tats Oh my god, I'm so riled. I'm so riled, you guys. And why? Um, no, let me paint a, a picture for you. So last weekend I went to see the famous play Hamlet. Maybe you've heard of it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do have to say that it was um, almost four hours long. And Ooh. I got out of that play, Mr. Shakespeare. You need some cuts, first of all. But I got home and I thought I would really love a fun beverage to like relax after um this four-hour experience so i went and i bought this thing that i'm now drinking today right here right now (gasps) which is a craft hard seltzer entitled (gasps) two robbers oh my god Um, (laughs) and i have to tat this black cherry lemon flavor because 
black cherry and lemon to me famously like very flavorful tart flavors and i was really excited for that combo and two robbers you failed first of all with this it's two robbers biggest Um, flop i will say and as a as a non-two robbers expert i had a multitude of options to choose from and i went with black cherry lemon and i should not be penalized for that decision and so I was and it it's not it was not giving what needed to be gave yeah it has a weird aftertaste and now I'm stuck with them did you buy a solely a solely black cherry and lemon package yeah they only had flavor package they didn't have variety and so here I am here I am wanting a fun beverage and once again, I'm punished That's by two robbers. The two robbers robbed you of a pleasurable. They robbed me of my Friday A delicious contrast evening. of flavors, as it were. Doesn't black cherry lemon sound like delicious contrast? It does sound like delicious contrast, and like they, they are pros at delicious contrast. I'll tell you, as a as a connoisseur of two robbers. There are mm-hmm. a lot of different... Who didn't warn me. Who didn't wa- I didn't know you were there. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, but Well, here's the thing. I'm never going to go for the black cherry option. Black cherry is always what's... Uh, why is black cherry always the thing that's most available at the bar, too? Like, that's always what two robbers on tap is, is the black cherry lemon. I don't know. I'm always so curious about that. It's always black cherry white claw. It's always black cherry uh, high noon. I, I don't well, get I think why it's always black, black cherry. cherry white claw is, like, one of the more popular ones. So that makes sense. But I've never even heard of yeah. two robbers. Should I have? Two robbers is very good if you pick the right flavor combo. Like Watermelon a, okay. cucumber is really good. Oh well, that's that's raspberry sold. lime, delicious. I'll take that yeah, to the Hunger Games musical on so Broadway. <laughs> you uh, and you should <laughs> mango. It was like it's like mango and orange. Also, I'd like buy a that. Yeah. Oh. Pineapple ginger, delicious. Oh, that sounds amazing. You really. Okay, Nick, you don't you need to went, rub yeah, it Yeah, I was about to say, you really went with the wrong choice here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Nick, you kind of blew it, and I it's didn't not your have fault. that many fault. choices. <laughs> also, should... black cherry lemon, it sounds I good. Would, yeah, yeah, I would think really that's good. It really does taste good. like a dead sweet tart. Like, it tastes like, a, it tastes like if a white claw, a black cherry white claw was flat. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and, and had like taste. a, it, it doesn't taste like beer, it has like a wheat like aftertaste it does have the like it has the worst aftertaste of all the aftertaste. two robbers it has an aftertaste they don't like so it. i don't know i won't be buying it again and i would warn you all if you're thinking of that maybe um pick something cucumber else cucumber watermelon is is the best one of two robbers and that's tat on tat on tat it's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. I, it hurts me that that was your first two robbers experience and i hope that you can learn to love again with them but give yourself the time and the space you need um thank you albert bring us home what is what's grinding your gears at the breakfast tats club so i think for my tat i have to say people i don't know if you have a lot of experience with this but i certainly do people at the gym who give you notes like do you know what i'm talking (gasps) like have you ever no have you ever heard of this like first of all i i mean i can imagine I can imagine, but it never. It's personal. happened to me yeah. like I've only heard, like I-, I could never live it three times in my life. But like I'm just there, like I'm listening to like Kim Petras and Lady Gaga, and like that's what's <laughs> going through my Beats headphones. And then some bro comes up to yeah. me and he's like, "Yo, that's a good workout, but you want to know how you can make it better?" And I'm like, "No, 
I, I'm, I'd prefer that you just. <laughs> I'm actually very good now. with what I'm doing. <laughs> it's like, I'd prefer that you left me alone, actually, because it's already like such an uncomfortable space. Well, not uncomfortable, but like you're in the gym, and you, when you first start going to the gym, you're self conscious that people are like watching you, but then like you quickly are like, ah, no one's watching me. But then like once in a while, someone gives you like a good workout. Well, allegedly or like a no and then you just are so conscious of like oh my gosh people are watching me work out like what because sometimes you like can't get those weights up all the way and you drop them and you're like oh yeah like hoping no one saw that one yeah. <laughs> yeah. it happens and so this one guy came over to me this was a few weeks ago and he was actually very nice and he's like oh like do you want to know how you can elevate that workout is if you twist your wrist this way you'll feel it a lot he's like i learned that last week oh, no. and i was like well okay and he was nice about it but i was like please stop like i'm fine like will i do that workout that now that you told me yeah probably i will but now i'm just embarrassed Am I trying to feel? And I'm it? like, I don't yeah, know. I'm like, can you hear bad romance just like blaring through my? Are you a, as deaf by the synth chords as I am? Oh, that's so. I don't. I would be. I literally when you never say that, looked away again. You go again. to the gym. I... Yeah, no, <laughs> the gym is such a humiliating place. And and when you say you go, and then and then after a point, you're not self conscious about being at the gym. I would love to know that point. I would love. My roommate yeah. was telling I was me. Like, I, we, well, I was telling my roommate this story. Oh, no, you go ahead. And he goes, yeah, I avoid that section of the gym. And I said, yeah, now I get why. I'm a huge cardio chica over here. <laughs> I was working with a personal trainer, like virtual personal trainer virtually, who was like a good friend of, of the pod and a good friend of mine. Of the and pod. even virtually, I couldn't ask for notes. I'd be like, I don't know how to do this thing. And Stavros would be like, just send me a video of what you're doing. And the thought of me taking a video of myself doing the workout. Uh, I just I just modified. I just modified. Someone, someone did that for me, actually. They, this guy. I said, let me just break my wrist instead. When I first moved to Brooklyn, they my gym, they said they would give me one month free if I went 12 days in a row and then did a personal training. Uh, 12 days in the month, which is easy. And then, like, oh. one personal training session. And I was like, all right, whatever. I'll do this personal training session. Thought it was going to be like 30 minutes, like light, like take it easy. Like it wasn't going to be a real workout. We were just going to like talk about my goals. Like maybe I'd do a push up and be out. This guy had me doing like a full fledged workout and I didn't eat before. So already bad. And then he's oh like, God. yo, like, we're doing push-ups. He's like, ah, oh, like, your form, like, you got to fix this. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. And he's like, you know what? You got your phone? Yeah, I'll take a video of you. And I was like, ah, uh, that is not necessary. Um, no. And You can't even, you can't watch Wasted Talent where you're, like, but, doing great work. Well, how, are gonna, how are you going to watch How am I going to watch myself do a push-up? <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, I don't know, whatever. Maybe we could sell it on OnlyFans or something, but I'm sure there's a niche for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. Wow. Getting notes. Of the, I could never. I could never. You're so brave, and I don't even Thank mean you. that ironically. You are so brave. You're so brave. People can do hard things. <laughs> Be, you are real. <laughs> you are real for That's that. That's the real real. <laughs> wow. That was. This is the realest episode maybe we've ever we've had. Prob- this is probably the realest. Yeah. I can't. Wow. Thank you so much, Albert. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. It was so great. It's been so lovely talking to you. If um, people want to find you on like social and see more about what you're doing, where should they go? They should go follow me on everything. I'm at Albie, A L B Y, 
X Alberto, which is just Albert, A-L-B-E-R-T with an O at the end. Amazing. Jess found me on Instagram I today. I, uh, I, I saw, she, I think I did. she <laughs> did. And I, I have to follow you back actually. She's stalking. I know. <laughs> um, is, is Wasted Talent available for people um, current, or is it not? Where can they look out for it? Yeah, you could, you look could look out, out for it. For it. I, it'll be available. You can, if you follow me on social media, I will announce when we post it on YouTube, but I'll, that'll probably be after film festivals and everything. Cause there's like contractual obligations that like, it's mm-hmm. not supposed to really be seen by anyone right now. Thank you so much, Nick and Jess, for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, everyone will stay on the lookout for it. Jess, if people are looking for you, where should they go? Oh, you can find me just like Albert's about to on Instagram at Jess underscore Yes, Jones, I'm pulling at it on right Twitter. now. <laughs> you can also find me on Twitter at J to the Joe. That's at J-T-O-T-H-E-J-O. Nick, what about you? And what about our podcast? Where can they find both of those? Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Nick Attack. The podcast is also on Twitter and Instagram at the Verdict Pod. And you know, why don't you just subscribe right now wherever you you're should. listening? Why don't you leave us a review? Be real, judges. See, Albert knows what's <laughs> up. Be real, judges, and give us five real life stars <laughs> on whatever you're listening. Um, yeah, I don't know. Love you all so much. Hope you enjoyed this episode. The realest ever. TM. <laughs> Um, and thank you again, Albert. Thank you so thank much. You. All right, I'll keep an eye out for your future episodes. And I is am I allowed to leave a review or no? Is that not allowed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I had so much fun being on the show. <laughs> Literally with Nick review. And Jess. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. See everyone next week. Bye. Or Bye. Here.